Hi guys, it's Kara, host of Everyone's Business But Mine. And let's be real, one thing that makes the show possible is by selling sponsorships to advertisers. One way you can support us in getting more sponsors is by telling us a little bit more about yourself. You can do that by filling out a quick survey at the link in the show description. Plus, your answers are anonymous. They'll help us learn what you love most about the show and how to make it even better. The questions will ask you about the things that help advertisers understand the audience. It'll only take a few minutes, and it's an easy way to help the show. So you can find the link in the show description. Thank you so much, and stay tuned for the rest of the show. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Contrast I'll be living in between Janelle's house and and Robin's house is going to be so significant. I get my exercise going up and down the stairs and down the hallway at Robin's house. I I'm, I'm going to come in here, sit down, and not be able to move my elbows. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of Everyone's Business But Mine with me, Kara Berry, Sister Wives Edition. I'm I'm by myself this week, you guys, and I hope you're not too disappointed. It's just me and you. Um, I know you guys really loved Princess, and you can listen to Princess at her own podcast by Pumpkin. It's such a fun little treat. So yeah, check her out there if you haven't already. Oh man, what a heavy episode of Sister Wives we had this week, y'all. It was heavy. It was kind of deep, right? So let's get into it. So we start off with Christine inviting Cody over to discuss talking to Truly about the breakup. Obviously, this must have been something, a scene that was recorded out of sequence because we know that last week Janelle went and saw the fifth wheeler with Cody and that they were supposed to drive it back. So the rest of the episode is about her driving it back. It doesn't matter. I just thought that was worth mentioning, but she's invited Cody over once again to talk about the breakup. And now we're in like step 11 of this, uh, you know, divorce process. If you will, we got to tell truly Cody, we got to tell truly. And Christine is doing, I think the very fair excuse me, thing of extending the opportunity for them to talk to Truly as a united front to kind of soften the blow of this whole D-word situation. Truly's been through enough. She's seen her friends go through divorce and how messy it was for them. And they just really don't want it to be that much more difficult for her. So of course, Cody, you know, asshole is like, well, you know, I don't I don't know about that. So many children are devastated by divorce news. So I just want to avoid telling her at all. So Cody tells Christine that he would like to have Truly stay at the house, aka his house with Robin, for a few days out of the week. And then he's like, you know, I'm not sure why I haven't. I guess I've just been busy. Busy doing what? Busy doing what? Cruising around in your uh Lincoln two-seater with your wind visor on trying to distract people from the fact that you're deeply balding. Let the hair go, Cody. Let the hair go. Let the lies go. Let the delusion go. Let Christine go and let truly go with her. Let it all go. 
What are you holding on to? This man has not done a single thing. It's laughable. The only thing that he's done in terms of uh, navigating his relationship with Christine, once she kicked his ass and his books out into the garage, is uh, <clears throat> talk shit about her, uh, gaslight her, try to manipulate her into staying, accusing her of having some seedy boyfriend in Salt Lake City who's going to scam the rest of the family out of their tens of dollars, um, and just generally be mean and awful to her. Why on earth would you ever say that, like, I am, like, hoping at some point for a reconciliation? For what? To what? Answer. Quickly. Quickly, Cody. So he says that it's just weird for him to be at Christine's house. And so it's just easier for Truly to go over there. She likes hanging out with Solomon and Ariella, a.k.a. she can probably babysit for them because Robin's busy doing God knows what to her eyebrows and uh yeah it would really just be a benefit for him all around so christine i i felt like i was maybe a little bit surprised at how supportive christine was to have truly be over there for a few days because i would not be um like disappointed in her or feel whatever type of way if she just said hey like he hasn't been trying all this time I don't really feel comfortable with her necessarily being over his house for days at a time I don't know what kind of care she's going to get like she could have said that or she could have hinted at that and she didn't you know I would have been petty I'm like Candy Burris I'm not Michelle Obama bitch you go low I'm gonna go lower okay so I just was like a little bit surprised that she was like that supportive and Yeah, especially because we know that she doesn't really see them that often. So it's not like, you know what I mean? It's not like this strong relationship that truly Solomon and Ariella have. They probably have the relationship of like second cousins, you know? You just see every once in a while, like closer second cousins. But good on her. Good on her. And so, yeah, she's like, you know... uh (laughs) She actually thinks that it'll be a good idea to uh, be over at Robin's, for Truly to be over at Robin's house for a few days. And yeah, she thinks it's great. So then Robin says in a confessional that she actually thinks it'll be a lot of fun to have Truly come over for a few days. And then she says, you know, I guess I'm just one of those people that thinks that miracles can happen. And, you know, I think there's always a chance that Cody and Christine could figure something out. How? Like, how, girl? How is he going to be figuring out his relationship with anybody else from the comfort of your home? Exclusively. (laughs) Like, how that gonna happen, girl? You don't even have relationships with them. So, yeah, that would be a absolute miracle. That being exclusively with you and your children would somehow make his relationship with Christine better because we've already seen what him being in exclusively your home with your children has done. It's torn them apart. How do you think it's going to bring them back together? I don't know, girl. I think that eyebrow dye might be getting to you a little bit. This is very confused thinking, Robin. So then Cody tries to play the victim via Truly and says, gosh, you know, I just, I don't want to have to have Dr- Truly deal with this crap at 10 years old. And Christine goes, yeah, I know. Um, actually, she's 11. But you know what? She's a smart kid and she's going to realize something like good on you. Good. on. Don't even know how old your kid is. And you're trying to like use her as a pawn to make you look like the victim. And you, you drop the ball immediately. Don't even know how old she is. This is now two episodes in a row in which he doesn't know how old Christine's kids are. <laughs> Let the record reflect that. So then Cody continues in his confessional about how he would really like it if Christine would just stay in Flagstaff to make it more convenient for him. To make it more convenient for him to just hang out with the kids. This is what I've been saying all season. Like, he has no... I can't stand him. He has, like, no... (laughs) I don't even know what the word would be, like... Shame? Shame. He has no shame. He has no shame. He just like really genuinely, you can tell in his face that he legitimately thinks that the bullshit that's coming out of his mouth is actually reasonable and makes him look like a good person. And that's why it's kind of laughable is that he thinks I 
and positive. The Cody is like confident in the fact that he looks good and that the audience is going to be sympathetic to him at all. And (laughs) LOL, LOL on that one, Cody. Like Christine's whole job in your relationship was to make your life easier. Like the whole thing. It was in order to to uh, foster some sort of relationship uh, between Mary and Janelle because they didn't like each other. They weren't fucking with each other and you couldn't handle it. So you literally married this woman that you weren't even attracted to to because she was like light and bright and could raise all your children, like not even the ones that came out of her, all your children. <laughs> And get the other two bitches to stop fighting and, you know, get everybody in a good enough mood so that they could fake it till they make it for a couple decades until you decided to find somebody new. So I think she's done making your life more convenient, Cody. I think we're done. That's kind of the point of a divorce. What is, what's not clicking for him? (laughs) It's like, I still want to receive all of the benefits of still being married to you. But I will let you divorce me. You know, I'm going to make you look like a bitch and a monster. And also, I still want you to just like make everything in my life easier. Like, do you understand that that's not how it works, sir? Break up. Moving. Out. No more clotter ring on this finger. Okay, we're done. Bye bye. Speaking of done. Christine is like, okay, well, if we can't settle this situation with Truly and you still want to not tell her, um, just so you know, just to make it even more clear, I'm like trying to move things out because I'm moving out of the state and this relationship. And if you could move some of your stuff, because I noticed that the boxes that I packed for you and put in the garage are still mostly in there and just a bunch of other things are in there. So, uh, you know, do you want to go in the garage? (laughs) And like, I can point your stuff out to you so that when I'm not here, you can move it out. And he's like, no, I actually don't want to do that either. Um, But do you want your part of the food storage? Like, do you want me to take that too? So we find out that the family has had this uh, food storage, you know, just like a pantry of Duggar style, you know, shelf safe items, your flour, canned tater tots or whatever whatever the hell's in there and they've been keeping it there excuse me guys they've been keeping it there and christine's like you can have all of it i don't need your 12 pack of baking soda i'll be fine i don't live in fear under this mormon weird shit anymore i don't we're good i don't need to play extreme couponers you can have it so I thought it was interesting that they ask everybody about the food storage and everybody had different reasons for why they keep the food storage. And I felt like some of them were just intentionally lying. Robin Cody says that it's a religious thing. Christine says that it's a religious thing. One of them says that it's more for just like a rainy day. And Janelle's like, you know, it actually ended up working out in handy because COVID and everybody bought up all the flour making, you know, uh, sourdough starters or whatever and uh i don't know i just felt like robin was being very cagey about the answer like she didn't want to bring religion into it um but whatever i just also think that robin's a snake so i could be viewing her uh whatever she said through the lens of that that's that's entirely possible i will be fair to robin on that i i don't like her so that's my truth Mary, however, is like, yeah, I've actually never done that. (laughs) And then she laughs. She's like, I don't see the purpose of it yet. Like, maybe I'll keep some water around if the water goes down. But no, I've I've never adhered to that. And I don't know why everybody else does it. And that's that's really, truly Mary. You know, every every now and again, Mary really shines in her full Mary uh, glory. And, uh, you know, it comes through. It really came through in that moment. So then Cody says in a confessional that this whole thing feels hostile to him and it feels like a stab in the back and that Christine could have told him a long time ago that there were problems in their marriage. Sir, sir, (laughs) go, go back and watch season nine, uh, one, two, three, four, 
12, 15, 16, 14. I'll give you a break. Maybe, maybe you guys were fine in like season seven and 11. I'm not sure, but, uh, I know she's been telling you this whole time. It's, you know, it's like not normal to have a therapist on hand during your wedding anniversary trip. You know, that's like not a thing that people do. So that should have been indication enough that your marriage has not been great. Um, the time that she said on the confessional in front of all the wives that, she hasn't been happy in a long time. I seem to recall that. Um, this brings us back to something that all of the wives mentioned last episode, which is that Cody only remembers the things that he feels are important. And he just literally forgets all of it because like, if it doesn't, you know, pertain to him feeling good about himself or like King of the castle, then he literally just forgets other people, people's lives and what's important to them. So, you know, Maybe we could think about that. Maybe that's why you don't know. But also, <clears throat> even if we don't have like years worth of footage of Christine doing exactly the thing that Cody says that she's not doing, even if she just told you a few months ago, like, how long do you think it takes for people to get divorced? Like, she broke up with you literally three months ago. You should let it sink in by now. At, at this point, something's got to be clicking. Why isn't it, Cody? Like, wake up and smell the curly girl method, bro. It's over. And it has been for a while. And then we see Cody and Janelle pull up to Lizzie's Heritage Inn. So like I said, last week they picked up the fifth wheeler, the RV that uh, uh, Janelle's going to be living in. And so they've been taking a road trip back from where they picked it up down to Flagstaff. And conveniently, they were able to stop right in Parowan, Utah, where Lizzie's Heritage Inn, a.k.a. Mary's B&B, is she just opened it up a few weeks prior since closing it down after her mom passed and so i was surprised to learn or was i i don't know that cody and janelle actually shared a bedroom that night and that must have been awkward awkward <laughs> like why did the producers ask mary how did it feel to have cody finally under the same roof at night and he's there with another wife just like passing through did that feel weird to you <laughs> felt weird to me i felt weird i raising my hand i felt weird janelle really cracked me up she's like wow i've never been here since you opened it mary and then she says in a confessional yeah i've never stayed here because it's haunted and i don't like haunted places so we see a flashback of mary giving a tour of the house after she first bought it and she was saying that like people had seen ghosts in a chair and maybe the chair was rocking or something and janelle said no ma'am I'm I'm good. But she stayed that night and she reported no ghosts, no ghosts in that chair. So she was all good. Cody makes a joke about how he really liked the room and how, hey, uh, Mary, if you want some help with the mortgage, I could, you know, pay and it could be my permanent room. <laughs> he Cody tried, attempted. Cody attempted to make a lot of jokes this week and I, uh, we'll, we'll be getting into it. It was uh, not great. Speaking of jokes, uh, Mary pulled another act out of her sad sack comedy tour that she was doing last season. And she's like, you know, Cody would have to pay a pretty penny. And, uh, you know, I have an arrangement in mind if he wants to make that a permanent bedroom. But <laughs> I don't think he would agree to it. <laughs> oh, that's that's funny, Mary. <laughs> if I were a producer and I had to ask these questions, I would be asking for hazard pay. Because, like, having to smile through a woman uh, trying to make a joke out of the fact that her husband doesn't want to fuck her anymore, like, ooh, that's that's too much for me. Where's OSHA? <laughs> Where's OSHA when you need him? Speaking of Mary and the Heritage Inn, I failed to mention last week that uh, Mary, and I caught this live on Instagram, um, and also as a side note, we'll circle back. As a second side note, temporarily, or at least right now, as I speak, I'm, I'm shadow banned on Instagram. So <laughs> if, if you hear this and anybody works at Instagram, if wants to help me out, can you email me at everyone's business, but mine at gmail.com? Cause I don't, I, I don't know what I did. I think it may have been Olivia Wilde. I've been posting a few things about her recently and suddenly I can't post anymore. And you know what? 
the coincidence is there. So you can find me at everyone's business, but mine on Instagram, but I can't post for the foreseeable future. So good luck. Good luck to me, I guess. Um, with that being said, a couple weeks ago, I happened to catch Mary on Instagram live and she was like, you guys, I have this big announcement. Uh, I want to announce that I am going to be having a retreat at Lizzie's Heritage Inn. And she's like, I can't wait to tell you guys what it is. I can't wait to talk about it. I, oh, I can't wait. I'm so excited. Like she kept stopping herself to talk about how she excited she was ultimately and this is where i clicked off because i got pissed off is that she was like i can't give you any of the details even though she's like oh i can't wait to tell you the details i can't wait to tell you oh okay you guys get excited i'm so excited i can't tell you anything but i will give you some buzzwords and it's empowerment and leadership and blah 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 thank you and then i was like okay well you didn't say anything mary so thanks a lot but Thanks to uh, Corey and Carly over at Surviving Sister Wives, they were able to find at least a breakdown of what she was going to be providing and the cost. You guys, this is like a three-day situation. Does not include airfare to get to Utah or transportation to actually get to the Heritage Inn. But there were two different packages, like a regular and a VIP. The regular package for, I believe this was like a three-day retreat. (laughs) four thousand five hundred dollars and i believe the vip was like over six thousand dollars so for the four thousand the basic package you don't even get to stay at the airbnb it was like you could get to stay in one of the rooms or you'll be at a local hotel nearby (laughs) the vip package was the only one that actually guaranteed that you would stay in the inn. I guess there are probably what, like two people that could do that. Um, and <laughs> it was basically like you get a couple meals, um, a couple of like events. You get to like obviously see Mary because she'll be there and talk to her. And it just was giving like you, you could just stay at this haunted mansion. I mean, a haunted home, really. It's not a mansion. Um, For a couple of nights, maybe you get to see Mary. Maybe you get to see Mosby. There were no promises of appearance. Was this, we at least get a special guest appearance by Mosby. I'm not sure. But uh, $4,500, y'all. <laughs> Raise your hand if you have $4,500 to spend, minimum, on three nights and tell me that you would go to Parowan the fuck Utah. Not even with airfare or transportation to the location included. And you might be staying at a damn Hampton Inn 12 miles away on top of it. $4,500? Bitch. Girl, good luck, girl. <laughs> good luck. That Lululemon, LuLaRoe has got you thinking some other things. Some other things. It's giving grift. It's giving grift to me. But anyway, Janelle had a lovely time. And I guess so did did Cody. And also, um, let me go back. You know she's not going to say shit about the family. What what the fuck am I paying? If I'm paying thousands of dollars, you better open up your bank statements, your tax returns. I better get access to everything, every family secret that you've got every skeleton in that closet i want to see the original banana that you put in your mouth like bitch that better have been in the freezer this whole time otherwise what the hell am i paying for girl anyway okay i'm I'm really going back to the show so mary gets like a brief tour of the fifth wheeler it's not all popped out or anything so there she'll check it out later in the episode but she gets like a little tour of it she's like oh yeah this is cute and cody is like bouncing off the walls he's doing his little tigger move here there and over there the hair's flailing in the wind and he's like i gotta go you know i I just gotta go like i gotta take a test you know like i gotta get back to flagstaff right so janelle explains that basically when they do travel which is few and far between Cody has ants in his pants the entire time about getting back to Saul and Ariella. So all of the trips that they take are constricted by the fact that he, in his mind, can only be away from them from them for two or three days at a time. <laughs> and my God, like if we could have put cameras up and saw 
every child, every other child in that family's reaction to that, his like insistence on getting back home to them. Girl, I'd pay $4,500 for that before I stayed at Lizzie's haunted mansion. Um, So yeah, he's like, you know, I got to take a COVID test. I got to be back. I got to make sure I'm good for them. Blah, blah, blah. So Janelle's annoyed. And she keeps airing this. And at this point, like, don't you guys feel that, like, given all that Janelle has said, and I've not disagreed with her for one second, like, it's getting to the point where, girl, the toothpaste is getting a little bit too far out of the tube with you. And you're saying things that now it's like, Janelle, why are you staying here? Because you don't really seem happy. Like, at least up until last season... Like, we were all pretty clear on the fact that Janelle was happy with whatever scraps she was getting out of this relationship. But at this point, uh, I, I, I've got a side eye on Janelle. I really do. And then Cody says in a confessional that he needs to get back to the kids and he needs to protect his younger ones. And he appreciates when his wives will allow him to protect the younger children. Meaning Janelle doesn't say anything when her whole life has to shift to accommodate these two children. She doesn't give me shit for it. And I appreciate it. That's it. She's compliant. Right? So then Mary says that her relationship with Cody has not improved, has not improved in terms of them being a husband and a wife. And it's really just not something that Cody's interested in. It just is what it is. And that's where they are. But then Cody says that he feels like his relationship with Mary is really good. Like it's not they're like a married situation, but it's an amiable situation. But he also doesn't feel like it's fulfilling for Mary at all. Then he says, it's interesting because right now I'm in the gall of bitterness with Christine, but I have a fondness for Mary because Mary and I are getting along and I don't know what's healed, but I'm just not feeling betrayed by Mary. I feel betrayed by Christine. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. I'm going to need this man to find different words. Like, <laughs> your betrayal. <laughs> you don't feel betrayed by any, but like, <laughs> these words that he chooses to use are just so dramatic. And I know that I, like, if you guys listen to my Real Housewives of Beverly Hills recaps, I've been writing for Crystal. And the fact that the women attack the words that she chooses to use and they just don't want to accept it. But like, you're not being betrayed by Christine. She's just leaving you. That's not like a betrayal because you didn't have a relationship. You don't like her. So somebody leaving a situation because they don't feel appreciated or loved or even liked isn't a betrayal. It's her just trying to get her groove back. It's just the words he uses are so silly. Like I could even give you feeling betrayed by Mary because again, you know, she was, you know, trying to pop her pussy for somebody on the internet. And probably was going to leave the family. That's a betrayal. But it's just like, all it is is just loyalty and chess playing to him. And it's just, uh, it's exhausting. All this is, is like, Mary's willing to feed my ego in a way that Christina is no longer. And so I like her more. Suddenly she's looking a little bit better and Christine's looking worse. Gee, I wonder why that is. Finally, Cody and Janelle get the trailer on to Coyote Pass. Goofus and Gallant are there to help their dad, uh, you know, navigate the path, even though they're not going to be living there. 
They have found their own apartments, apparently. Um, but they have to help him because the way the road is situated, it's like has to be elevated from the road because of the rainwater passing through. So basically, they have to get it on this right patch of ground. And if they don't, if like one of the wheels gets off, it's going to be too heavy to try and fix it. So he really needs help backing up. So the kids are like screaming, like, stop, stop, stop. And I, I don't think it's really that Cody can't hear them. It's just that Cody thinks that he does everything right all the time. And so they're having to like beg him to please stop doing the wrong thing because he can't see what he's doing, which was interesting to watch. Um, but then they get it on and everything's good. And Cody continues to play the victim saying in a confessional that if he and Janelle were in a monogamous relationship, he would have never bought the RV. It would have had to have been agreement, an agreement that they both made. But now he's feeling like pushed into this decision. And, you know, he's just looking, choosing to look at it like he's being forced to move into an RV, which is, uh, which is exactly what you do when you know you're, he's setting the groundwork for not wanting to be there. Right. Like it's the, Oh, somebody invited me to this party and I said I'm going to go, but like the party's on Saturday and on Thursday I'm like, oh gosh, how far away is that? Dang, like, dang, it's like 45 minutes away from my house and like traffic. I wonder how that's going to be. There's a game in town. Like, gosh, that's really going to be tough. You know, like he's setting the groundwork for like, I'm not going to be living here. Right. So of course it goes to betrayal janelle has now betrayed me if we were in a different relationship she would have had to come to me but she didn't and and you know what now now i'm having to suffer the consequences of living in this this brand new rv for like like two nights out of the week for like a couple months (laughs) uh then we go back to Christine's. She and Gwendolyn are helping Isabel kind of pack up and sort for her move to North Carolina to go to school and live with Maddie. Christine says that she's not sure how this packing is going to go because of Gwendolyn. And because of the fact that 90% of the time, uh, Gwendolyn's sense of humor is, in her words, inappropriate and uncomfortable. <laughs> so we see an example of that, which is actually pretty iconic. And suddenly Gwendolyn has shot to the top of my list. I really, I really like her now. (laughs) So like Isabel and Gwendolyn are packing up and they're just going back and forth with each other into like a very playful sister way. Like they're not really fighting, but then Gwendolyn's like, you know, Isabel, you can't bother me right now because it's pride month. (laughs) And this is how Gwendolyn chooses to come out. (laughs) And honestly, I love it. I want, I want more, this is a progress that I want to see in this country and in the world at large. Like I want people coming out by threatening their siblings to not mess with them because it's pride month and that would be gay bashing. That's, that's what I want to see in the world. That's progress, baby. So Gwendolyn says, yeah, she likes girls, but she also likes guys. She likes really people who identify. However, on the the spectrum, she's, she's interested in everybody. Right. And so Christine actually says in a confessional that when Leo Mary's uh, kid came out in the family, like when she came out, excuse me, when they came out to the family that it clicked for Christine, she was like, Oh, I think Gwendolyn's gay. And they had a conversation. They've had conversations about it. This has apparently been something she's known for quite some time. We didn't get, um, Cody's response on that probably probably because he was like who's Gwendolyn I don't who oh um she's just by oh okay um but anyway um I thought it was interesting that we did not get um anything from him about that but Christine very chill about it she's like yeah we have a ton of conversations I tell her about my girl crushes Gwendolyn says that I might be gay and I I don't think I am I just have some girl crushes so uh, Christine gives us a list of the ladies that she she's really um, turned for. And it's uh, Kelly Clarkson, understandable, Emily Blunt and Blake Lively. Now, I have to say something petty about myself. OK, I don't really feel this way anymore. But at the time, I had like a pretty big crush on on Jim from the office. And then when I found out that they got together, I was like, Ugh, I don't like her. So. <laughs> So for years now, I've had a an increasingly 
lower, but it was definitely there at one point, dislike of Emily Blunt, purely because she was uh, just married to Jim Halpert. I can't even think of what his real name is. <laughs> I know what it is and I can't think of it. Uh, whatever, you guys know who I'm talking about. But um, you, I also don't like Blake Lively because, you know, plantation wedding plantation wedding and also the whole like antebellum um lifestyle blog that she tried to put out after that ugh girl like to me it's just especially weird that anybody for, who was like born and raised in california would be so steeped in civil war era culture like that's very strange to me anyway um good for christine i mean the bitch can dress I can tell you that Blake Lively, you know, I'm a big Met Gala fan. And every year I'm like, well, I don't like her, but the bitch can turn an outfit. She can turn a look. And that's just the truth. Anyway, I was actually really surprised to learn that uh, Cody actually lived up to his promise last week with Isabel and did, in fact, buy her a car. Bought her a nice little reliable car that she can take to North Carolina. No problem. Christine says, hey, I told Cody he can come with us. He can take the the trip with us. I was even willing to move things around to accommodate his schedule, but he said, no, can't do it because of COVID. L O fucking L because did you guys see the preview for next week where Cody takes a trip to Texas to uh, be the uh, officiant for his friend's wedding. So can't drive daughter to college and have a memory with her can be the star of the show at his friend's wedding because he knows everybody will pay attention to him and he can probably he's probably built up a lot of dance moves since 2020 that he's going to be unleashing on the floor he's such a piece of shit oh you guys i'm gonna rip him from limb to limb next week i just know it i know it and i hope you stay tuned This man was acting like he couldn't go to a gas station, but he can go to a wedding. Okay. Okay. Let me move on. So then Cody tells on himself completely by saying that a lot of the time he spends hanging out with Isabel is taken up by him trying to basically pull her out of herself because she's so like, wound not wound tight but just like has her guard up around him (laughs) and then he's like you know i just don't know what it is it's not like i'm an ogre and then he says you know i think isabel's pretty hurt that i didn't go but i have more people depending on me than just her and it just wasn't going to work in this case okay well there's your answer because you don't do anything for her and you don't have a relationship like i said last week with princess that she treats him like her second favorite uncle like the uncle that she sees a couple times a year and it's like yeah they can have like a nice surface level conversation but it's not really going to get any deeper than that because he doesn't know her doesn't know how old she is um you know says weird things about her never being kissed (laughs) shit like that of course cody uses this opportunity to throw christine under the bus yet again by saying he absolutely would have gone to North Carolina if it weren't for COVID. But he feels like Christine has the ear of the children and like she's basically telling him, telling the other kids that he's a bad father. Then we hear from Isabel the truth. And she says in a confessional, I would describe my relationship with my dad. It's fine. And then she shrugs. And then she says, I'm going to miss my mom a lot more than I'm going to miss him. I think because I don't actually think we're close at all, but he's still my dad. So (laughs) girl. And then she says that she's just gotten more used to the idea of divorce because she thinks that both of her parents deserve to be happy and you can't be happy in a loveless marriage. (laughs) So Christina, and the girls decide to go out to coyote pass. Actually the whole family goes out to uh, Coyote Pass to look at the new fifth wheeler, Janelle's new RV, right? Cody gets this glint in his eye. 
in a confessional when he talks about how none of the other wives would want to live in an RV. Mary wouldn't want to live here. Christine wouldn't want to live here. Robin wouldn't want to live here. Normally when I would see a glint in the eye and say like a housewife, when she's revving up to talk shit about another housewife in a, excuse me, in a confessional, I'm like, Oh hell yeah, here we go. Let's start the circus. Right. But with him, I'm just like, I just don't, it just hits so differently when it's Cody talking about his wives and how much he disrespects them you know so Janelle finally throws up her hands and is like hey this is my choice I don't know if it was the best one hopefully it's gonna save money on rent but psychologically this makes me engage it makes me engage with the land it makes me feel like we're actually gonna move out here at some point and this is just where I want to be okay I I don't want to have this land off wherever while I'm sitting in town having an entirely different reality like I just don't want to do it anymore and then Cody shows up (laughs) and it's like Janelle and Mary are talking to each other just making small talk so he walks up to them and he just goes hi honey to Janelle and Mary's like hey Cody and he's like oh hi and they just stare at each other for a few seconds oh it's so awkward Then Janelle really drops the truth bomb, which is that she knows that Christine is not going to be moving out to Coyote Pass because why the hell would she? But also that she really doubts that Robin, Mary, or Cody are going to move out to Coyote Pass either. And actually, she's like, not only does she not think they're moving, she's also made peace with it in her own mind. She's like, you know what? I'll be out here by myself. I'm going to have a really great view and I'm cool with that. Robin says in a confessional that she feels like they are going to move, but you know, they're going to have to pay off the property first. And she just, she still wants to move to Coyote Pass, but she just didn't anticipate the issues they had, you know, like not having money and the fact that, you know, people are going to, the state or the city is going to hold that over your head before you can actually build this is just the little problem of not having any capital to, to do anything. <laughs> Y'all can't even put like pavement out there. And can we not even build a hole for like some wireless internet? Like nothing. Y'all can't even afford to do that. That's sad, baby. Then Mary admits in a confessional that she herself is just kind of losing her mojo to move out on Coyote Pass and just kind of feeling like she doesn't know what else everybody's feeling they don't really seem excited and so she's not really feeling excited cody hasn't really said anything she doesn't really know what's going on which i mean you could literally say that about any situation going on with this family cody's not talked to me so i really don't know what the hell's going on (laughs) but then uh janelle tells cody that i guess they have solar power that's supposed to be lighting the inside of the rv right but it wasn't working they haven't moved out there yet i think she's got like a week and a half left on her home that she's renting before she has to move out. But as of now, they don't have any uh, sort of electrical or solar power working. And just like, you know, at this point we don't even have any hookups for water, no hookups for septic. And they're just boondocking at this point. Normally I would Google what that meant. (sighs) But then princess texted me, Kara, how is Janelle pooping out on Coyote Pass? And I thought, I don't want to know the answer. You know, I don't want to look up what that is. Just the term boondocking sounds nasty to me. And I'm sure it isn't, but it sounds nasty. And so I just don't want to know. I don't want to know how Janelle is passing either her time or her bowel movements on Coyote Pass. So um, that will be one less Google search for your girl. And, And please don't tell me. Even if it's not nasty, I don't want to know. I don't want to know. Thank you. Like, just mentally at this point, I'm just not strong enough to have the answer to that. So I'm choosing to opt out. Thank you very much. Robin says in a confessional that she doesn't feel like anybody should have to live in a trailer. And this is how I know. Like, this is the shit that she's saying around Cody that is putting the battery in his back. Like, I don't feel like anybody should have to live in a trailer. Like, she's setting this up like it's a downgrade. Like, it's a, uh, like a... I don't know. Like, this is a perfectly nice trailer. Would I want to live in an RV? No. But would it be the worst thing in the world? No. I've seen much worse homes <laughs> than that RV. Like, it's a pretty nice RV, all things considered. 
I wouldn't be like looking down at it as though nobody should have to live in an RV. <laughs> like, it's okay, Robin. It's okay. Then Robin claims that she's just trying to put on her happy face for Cody and Janelle in this whole situation, which I guess is why, I don't know, one of her eyebrows looked halfway normal this time. So then Christine says, she's like being all light and bright and being like, oh, look at this. And here you do have storage and this is great. Really optimistic about the situation for Janelle. And to the point where even Janelle has to laugh and she's like, you know, I know Christine's just trying to make me feel better. I got it. (laughs) So then Cody says in a confessional, he is like gets this big laugh at this because he thinks that Christine and Mary are just going out of their way to like talk shit about Janelle. Like he thinks that they're intentionally being mean to Janelle and being like, I wouldn't live here, but this is nice for you. Like I wouldn't like it. Like, no, they're actually being nice. Mary actually said a couple times, like, Oh, this is nice. Like really nice. Um, he's just like trying to get on the winning team. And you know what, bitch, you never will. You're always going to be a loser, a loser and a sun visor. Okay, Cody. Thank you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. So Janelle gives a tour of the inside. Christine does seem more optimistic about it. And she said that really her main concern was Savannah. She knows that Savannah likes her privacy. And she was just like, I don't know how she's going to be able to do that. But they looked at Savannah's room and it was really, you know, she's like pretty big for a trailer. But of course, Cody has to say in a confessional that, you know, I don't think I'll ever use the bathroom there because it's just too small. And this is how it begins, Janelle. I hope you know, now you're the basement wife, just like Christine was, okay? The excuses keep rolling in with Cody because we look at the bedroom and he's like, well, the bed's big enough. That's not the problem, but where am I going to put my suitcase? Gosh, gosh, the contrast between living at Janelle's house and, and Robin's house. <laughs> oh, well, that's that's really significant. Like I can get my exercise going up the stairs or walking down the hallway at Robin's house, but you know, here I'm... I'm not going to just, I'm going to be able to sit down and not even move my elbows. (laughs) Then Aurora and Brianna, they're looking around and they're being a little bit shady too. And they're like, oh, Savannah, your shower's really tiny. This is really more like a foot bath. And like, oh, is this the bedroom for the dogs? (laughs) And they're like, no, it's Savannah's room. They're like, oh, So Janelle has two dogs, one from her mom who passed away and her own dog. And Cody made a comment about how the dogs are just going to be staying outside. Like what? (laughs) No, they're not. It is called Coyote Pass. And you're just going to leave these two tiny dogs outside at night? Unmonitored? Psycho. So Then, you know, we find out that the dogs are going to be staying in the bedroom, which gives him excuse number 17 to not stay at this RV. Because now, even though um, he had no understanding when Christine was like, hey, um, if we're not going to have an intimate marriage, please get the fuck out of my bedroom. He he did not understand that. Remember? Why? I don't don't get it. Like... (laughs) Why do I have to be cast out to the couch? I have uh, men's rights on this home that I don't have the name on the lease. This is my place too. (laughs) He didn't understand that. But all of a sudden it's like, oh, now that these dogs are going to be there, I I just feel like for a man and a woman who are married, a, a bedroom is a sacred place. 
for many activities. And I just don't feel like the dogs belong there. Okay. Okay. Good. So Janelle says in a confessional, well, (laughs) dude, I'm sorry. You're here like one day, maybe out of the three, maybe four days a week. So I'm choosing the dogs. I'm choosing the dogs and I'm going to choose the kids. And this is the shit that I'm saying. Like, girl, I'm loving what you're saying, Janelle. Don't get me wrong. But also... (laughs) You know that Cody's going to hear this, right? Like, you know, he's going to see her like, I'm choosing the dogs and I'm choosing my kids over my relationship with you. That's what you're saying, Janelle. I'm just, just making sure you're, you're understanding what everybody else is understanding from what you're saying. Keep going. Keep going. I'm just making sure we are all on the same page here. Then Mary in a confessional says that really this trailer that Janelle has isn't too far off from the trailer that they were all living in, meaning Cody, Mary, Janelle, and Christine at one point. They were living in a three-bedroom trailer. And Mary says, you know, when you live in a three-bedroom trailer, you just have to be very um, strategic about how you navigate things, right? So Christine says that she really feels for Janelle in terms of like Cody and her relationship and she hopes it works out for the best, but she also feels like Cody's not going to want to live there because he loves his routines and his comforts and his bigger house and she just feels like it'll probably be another excuse for Cody to stay at Robin's. And then Cody says, well, Robin makes it convenient for me to be there. She, you know, enforces or reinforces my relationship with my children. Fuck you. Ew. Ew to both of you. Like, I know that Robin didn't say that, but ew. (laughs) I'm looking at both of y'all and I'm puking. Gross. Gross. Moving on. Robin says in a confessional that she knows that there have been some issues with Janelle and Cody through this year and a half with COVID and all that. And she wonders if this is going to bring them together or if... Cody's basically going to resent the fact that he that she lives in an RV. And I feel like, Robin, the fact that you know specifically why Cody would be upset and not want to move out there, I feel like you just told on yourself, like, you know that he doesn't want to live there. You know that he's not going to live there. You know that. Because he's been telling you. You specifically. Privately. In your home with your children, in your marriage, the monogamous marriage that you're in with him. Like, you know this shit. She's a snake. She's a snake. And then Cody's dumbass says in a confessional, you know, in plural marriage, if you don't spend a lot of time with your wife, then she starts to feel like a victim. And she starts to feel like plural marriage is unfair. And in this case, Janelle has like a little tiny kitchen and a tiny little house and a tiny little bathroom. And if I'm not around, she's going to feel like she's starting to feel marginalized. But she made choices. And that's a major inconvenience for me and my lifestyle because she wanted this RV. And so now I have an inclination for me to be like, well, (laughs) I have hot water at Robin's house. So why am I going to sit here and suffer with you and your choices? So I guess the situation is what it is. Janelle made her choice and I'll do my best to accommodate. (laughs) No, you won't. (laughs) You just set up this entire imaginary situation in your head in which Janelle is feeling marginalized and that she's going to, at some point in the future, make herself a victim because you're not there. But that was her choice. Okay. And so Teflon Cody. nothing sticks to this man at all it is wild not even his hairline not even your hairline sticking not your lies not your hair (sighs) sick of him anyway then a screen pops up and says due to the sensitive nature of this topic christine spoke to truly off camera about leaving cody dun 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 so then christine comes to the frame She's got tears in her eyes, not a stitch of makeup. And she's like, well, that was the worst conversation of my life. So Christine explains that McKelty called one day and Christine was like going down into the kitchen. Wasn't thinking really about where Truly was in the house. Just assumed that she was somewhere else out of earshot, right? So McKelty is talking about how excited she is for her mom, Christine, to move to Utah and Christine's like, yeah, I'm really excited to move too. And then she hears a gasp behind her, turns around, truly heard, yeah, we're moving to Utah. So 
fuck right so now she's got to tell so now we're in a situation where she told cody we gotta tell truly it's been too long we're moving in september i really would prefer that we can have this conversation as a trio he didn't want to do that too busy shuffling his loafers over the whole situation so now she's got to tell it all by himself and you know who's gonna get in trouble for that christine yeah imagine I cannot even imagine what is coming down the pike for Christine in terms of how Cody is going to turn this into him being a victim and Christine being this psycho bitch who told truly and God, what does she say? And she turned truly against me, blah, blah. Like we all know that this is coming, right? <sighs> I'm like, I'm like, I'm devastated for Christine because of how he's going to like, if, if Christine, the good thing about this is that Christine does not give a fuck about Cody. <laughs> that that's really gonna help in her work in her favor but i just feel for her for the fact that like he's gonna try to make it seem like this is her fault even though she did everything to try and stop this and that really sucks so christine has to sit truly down and be like we're moving and truly's like what do you mean when are we moving she tells her in september so truly starts to get upset and she's like, okay, can I go to my room and, like, be alone for a second? And Christine's like, no, because she tells us in a confessional, like, I could tell that Truly didn't understand that it was just us two going to be moving. So I had to tell her it all, right? So then she explains, it's just going to be us two that are going and that's it. We're moving to Utah. So Truly asks Christine if she's getting a divorce and how heartbroken Truly looked when she said yes. And then Christine says, in that moment, I just didn't want to give Truly any sort of false hope or for her to be judging interactions when Cody came over and like hoping that there was going to be a shot in hell that we'd get back together. So I just told her that we were already divorced. Had to do it. And frankly, I mean... You might as well just say it because we all know that they're not legal, legally married. So there's never going to be a piece of paper to say you guys got divorced on this day or why or anything. So, yeah, you might as well just say it, right? And then I think Christine, like, in the moment, tried to make the best out of the situation and was like, yeah, I mean, we've already been divorced, but have you noticed any difference? Like, have you noticed it being weird or you seeing your dad less? And, like, do you feel like your life has changed? And Truly was like, no, I don't. Which, I mean, I think is probably the best situation, best thing that she could have said in this situation. So, you know, Truly started crying again. Of course, she was upset and she, you know, asked to go to her room and, you know, went up to her room and cried. And that was really devastating. And um, so Christine's like, you know, Cody doesn't really come around much anyway. So I just felt like the longer things go on, if we're here in Flagstaff, the more lonely Truly's going to get. And if I can take her to Salt Lake, where we're halfway between McKelty, who loves her and her family, and Aspen, who loves uh, Truly and, and her family, then I'm going to do that. I want to do everything I can to be and like to make sure that Truly is surrounded by love. Like, that's just what I really want for her. Cody says in a confessional that he wants to have a relationship with his kids, especially the younger ones. And he just feels like Christine's following a narrative that sets Truly up with, well, like, your dad's not here anyway. And so, you know, if then he says, if my relationship is bad with my younger children, it's not always my fault. It's just that they haven't had a mother who's been willing to actually help that. And I feel like Christine has needed excuses to leave. And she's been setting this up for a long time to justify this to her children. Piece of garbage. Garbage. Trash. Garbage. Rat. Rat. Rat in the garbage. Raccoon in the garbage. Possum. Possum. Possum in the garbage. That's Cody. There's a possum digging in the trash to find any excuse for him to not be the worst father on the planet, which he is. And I hate him. I do. So then Christine says, like I said, truly has to go to her room and she's sitting there like just recording herself being like, I just said the hardest thing that I will ever say to my child. 
And I just don't know what else to say, but I'm always going to remember this as the day that I broke Truly's heart. And then Christine says in a confessional, I just feel like a pretty cruddy mom today. And I know that I'm making the right decision, but it's hard. And I get that. We're rooting for you, Christine. We're all rooting for you. I really hope the best for her. And truly, it seems like truly is thriving and she's going to like Harry Potter world and, you know, just like being in different climates and her transition lenses are being activated all the time because of all the fun she's having outdoors and stuff. So I'm, I, you know, I think we should be happy for truly definitely be happy for Christine. Happy for all of us that, you know, there's going to be less Cody in all of our lives. And we should all be thankful for that. If, if nothing else, anyway, you guys, thank you so much for listening. Thank me for speaking. If you can give me a five-star review on Apple podcasts or Spotify, I would really appreciate that. Love you. Be back with you later.